Hi everyone, welcome or welcome back to United Citizens of Europe podcast. This is Luca and this is the first episode of season two and I'm very excited to present you our new guest, which is Francesca Striso. Hi Francesca, how are you? Hi Luca, thank you so much for having me. I'm good, what about you? I'm doing well, uh, even though it's a rainy night actually, but it's rainy here in, um, in Naples. How's the weather there? Well, Taiwan, especially Taipei, is tropical, so now it's been raining for two months nonstop. Oh, okay. <laughs> But, hey, it's always like this. Well, yeah. Let's, uh, let's start the interview by um, telling us a bit about you. Uh, so where you're from, what you studied, uh, what are your hobbies, and yeah, um, you just said you're in, um, in Taiwan. Yeah, of course. Um, so, I'm Francesca, um, I come from a very small town uh, in the north part of Emilia-Romagna. So, um, in my, I started studying Chinese when I was in high school, because my, my high school was a foreign language high school, and that started like my passion for the Chinese language and Chinese culture. So for my bachelor um, or triennale, I went to uh, the public Milan University and mm. I graduated in cultural mediation and my languages were Chinese and English. And then basically I wanted to start to do my master's in a country that spoke Mandarin And my sister lives in Taiwan, so my parents basically told me, oh, you're going to Taiwan, which is really lucky because the other university I applied to in China was Wuhan University. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I dodged a bullet there. Um, but for my hobbies, very basic. Uh, I like binge watching Netflix. Oh, um, yeah. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> Um, I like reading novels and honestly right now I really like exploring Taiwan. It's an amazing country and there are so many things to see, but I don't have the time. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, oh, you're studying, so of course yeah, you're... Yeah, it's finals. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's continue talking about your studies. You said that you, um, you did your bachelor's studies, the Triennale. In Italy and now you're living and studying in Taiwan so is it like because is it like um, a natural course for you because so, of uh, Chinese because I have a Chinese I had a Chinese roommate in uh, in Strasbourg oh. and she told me that um, Taiwanese have a weird accent <laughs> yeah okay I, I there. so <laughs> when um, Let's say that my studies have been very influenced by my sister because even in high school deciding to start Chinese is because I went to my sister's university class when she was studying Chinese. And I was like, oh, this sounds super cool. Let's do that. Um, even though it's an extremely difficult language. But um, Taiwan doesn't have a weird accent. I don't know where your roommate is from, but... Uh, there is no like standard accent. I don't know if she's from the north, 
Yeah, I think, yeah. Yes, because to me, the page, the Beijing accent is weird. Because in Italy, most um, uh, Chinese immigrants are from the from a region called Zhejiang, which is near the Fujian, which is the region where people immigrated to Taiwan. Okay. Because Taiwan first initially only had Aboriginal people, not Chinese people. So. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but then my my sister. Uh, went to Taiwan as an exchange student and ended up marrying a Taiwanese man. She lives here now. And so um, I decided, you know what, I, I'm going halfway across the globe. Maybe it's better if I go where I have family. And also the Taiwanese government does offer amazing scholarships to foreign yes. students. Yeah. Um, can I talk about money? <laughs> Of course, of course. Yeah. That's that, so, that, 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 that was a follow-up question. <laughs> like, is it easy to get uh, scholarships? Because I'm interested now. So for Italy, um, there, there are three kinds of four kinds of scholarship. So you have the Hawaii scholarship, which is just for studying Mandarin, mm-hmm. and then you have one for the bachelor, one for the masters, one for the doctorate. Uh, mine for the masters is two years of scholarship where they give you 600 euros a month but just as a comparison my rent here is 600 euros per semester in the dormitories what yeah that's great and also i don't pay any tuition fees at all oh that's great yeah and they plane they pay for a plane ticket to come here and a plane ticket to go back that's amazing. I'm actually gonna um, look for a master's now in, in Taiwan. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it is appealing. I didn't know about this. You could have told me. <laughs> could have changed my my well, study. If you, do, if you want to do a PhD, you even get more money, and it's for four years. So I don't know if I, I if I can apply for a PhD because I did I did do international studies when I was in the bachelor's, but now I'm doing European studies. So I don't know if they. Listen, you know. I'm doing Asia Pacific studies and I have a classmate who did biology. What? <laughs> okay, then I yeah, guess. So I don't think I guess that's fine. a problem. But, and also, Taiwan is like, it's a very safe country in general. Like, I, I got robbed once and the owner, the, the owner of the place just gave me the body back and was like, go, don't worry, go home. What? It's just like everyone, everyone here is super safe. Like, you can walk around at night alone. Oh, it's good. Oh, yeah. It's really interesting. I mean, there are still crazy people here and there, but in general, it's like more safe. Like, I can walk with the phone in the back pocket of my jeans and no one will steal it. Oh, uh, wow. That's. <laughs> I don't no, know. no one steals anything, basically, because you're punished very strictly. Oh, wow. I'm, All right, so um, I'm sorry if I interrupt you, but like I wanted to uh, go back to the studies. You said that yeah. um, well, now I'm doing um, a master's degree in uh, in European studies, and I'm doing it. It's a joint master's degree, so I'm I'm studying in two different universities, European universities. One is in Groningen, one is in Strasbourg, and they have obviously very different um, educational systems, even though it's still in Europe. You did your uh, bachelor's in Italy, and now you're doing your master's in um, in Asia, in Taiwan. How different is that? And um, 
can you tell us their friends like how is it how was it adjusting to the new um education system yeah so um well in Italy we're mostly used to having like oral exams and you have like a set exam like season yeah. where you just study a lot and you do your exam and that's it like yeah. here it's more of a Americanized system I would say um we have like oh uh, participation is 20 percent mm, okay yeah all these like percentages to for for the grade and it all varies from class to class and some of the classes do have exams but most of them are just papers oh yeah yeah okay but, yeah so that's the same thing as i have in the netherlands yeah <laughs> but it was really hard for me because i'm used to you know having to cram a lot of information in my head and then do an exam whereas now i have to like consistently work on something and i'm very bad at focusing like i'm doing exams is easier for me but with papers i have to admit like i do remember more like what i study but also classes are in italy it's mostly lectures mm -hmm. whereas here like they ask you to participate and do presentations um i don't mind it like i think it's interesting but the feeling i get is that teachers don't really want to prepare for class yeah <laughs> yeah because most of the class like some teachers when we do presentations do like make points and give uh insightful critiques of what we're on how we're presenting or the content and they add you know useful information but other teachers just sit there lay back and just let you do your thing and don't say anything yeah i can understand that like that's uh that's the same thing i have with the netherlands well the thing is that it's also like very different i guess like you know like i i stopped comparing um the two systems even though i have to be honest like um in my joint master's degree i did prefer um strasbourg because it was hybrid let's say but it was more towards like the italian style so i, I was more comfortable with uh, with that and then like um, yeah, I should go like uh, on a whole different discussion on the, again, like you were saying like the preparation of your professor, because they seem more, um, you know, prepared <laughs> when they give you like really insightful lectures or like, you know, comments. And uh, that that was something that I, I saw lacking in Groningen, but I saw a, a lot in Strasbourg. Like I really um, love my um, professors from Strasbourg. So my question now is a controversial question to you. Um, which type of education system do you prefer, the Italian one or Taiwanese one? I prefer the Amer Italian one. American. <laughs> Italian? Like, yeah, <clears throat> just because um, here I sort of lack the feeling that I'm studying. It's, it's difficult to explain, but it's just such a complete different feeling from what I felt for most of my life, basically, because th throughout uh, primary, secondary, and then higher education, it was all the same. Um, it it feels like 
I'm not studying as much as I used yeah. to. And also, like, of course, doing readings and uh, doing research, you learn things, but I still miss the 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 lecture where I feel like I'm absorbing knowledge from a primary source, from an actual person. Um, and the, the thing here is that, as with most professors around the world, is a lot of them are not interested in teaching, they just want to do research. Mm -hmm. And because my program is an English taught program, um, a lot of teachers don't have the best English, but they do it because they get paid more. Oh, so right. some classes are amazing. Like some classes have amazing, extremely well-prepared teachers. And other classes, I spent basically the entire class correcting, like, the professor didn't find, like, couldn't find the English word. So it was basically just helping him find the English word during his lectures where he was reading from a PPT slide. Oh, terrible. <laughs> yeah. He also uh, gave me the lowest grade in all my career here. Oh, that's... <laughs> I was Maybe mad. You didn't help him. You didn't help him uh, well enough. Maybe <laughs> clearly, clearly, because all the other people were just playing video games. It's just this is the level. Like some teachers really don't care, and yeah. then you have other teachers that have weekly meetings so that they see the progress in your research and they help you set everything up. And they're absolutely amazing. So no, oh, I can imagine. Um, but now, in general, how is it adjusting to a new country and a new continent? Because we were talking the other day, and you told me that you had a class on Christmas, and that's weird. <laughs> like you know, like. Um, but I understand that obviously, like they don't really celebrate Christmas. So um, how did you adjust to this new environment, like culturally? Is there are so many things to adjust to. First of all, living in a tropical country is completely different. Um, but, uh, one, the one thing that I found most difficult was how people interact with each other because, you know, as Italian, we go around hugging everybody and we are very warm, touchy people. Yeah. And here, like, you have people like you try to hug them and they are completely still like, panicking like what's what's this woman doing to me <laughs> so that was um that was an adjustment but i think i um sort of converted most of my friends to the italian way <laughs> <laughs> because now they all hug me so it's fine um well for chris well holidays it's a little weird because you know, I'm used to, oh, this around December 20th, my brain stops working. <laughs> yeah. Because that is like holiday season for me. So um, last year I had a class on Christmas too, but because I didn't have any presentation, I emailed the professor saying that for religious reasons, I couldn't come to class because, you know, you have to respect the holidays. <laughs> so, yeah. but... This year I had a final presentation, so I could not skip that. Yeah. Um, the fact that 
we don't get a break for Christmas. It, it helps in the way that since it doesn't feel like Christmas, you don't really miss home that much. Mm. Yeah. Because it's technically family time and you cannot be with your family. But because at least you're not at home alone, not knowing what to do, you have things to accomplish. Um, but then we do have a very long break for um, Lunar New Year. Oh, so oh, this year is going to be, look, 2021, um, it's going to be in um, in February, right? Yeah. Beginning of February. Uh, we're going to stop classes the third week of January. Oh, okay. okay. And then it's basically a month-long break. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's good. Because in Italy, even if you're on a break, you still have exam sessions. To prepare for whereas for us it's done it's a month yeah, it's of a break, a real break yeah yeah i know yeah and Italy, the thing is that you have uh you don't have a break you you just have like you don't have lectures yeah basically you don't have lectures but you're constantly studying yeah then you have exams yeah exactly you don't have lectures and then you have exams and then you have lectures again so it, sure. it is a completely different thing here it's a month of complete bliss. Ah, um, great. And great. One, one thing to adapt to here is here no one cooks. Um, we all eat out all the time. That, that because it's cheap. Because it's very yeah, cheap for everyone, even for people that live there. Yeah, I mean, I, I tried grocery shopping once and I spent so much money for just a few vegetables. Um, which makes you a little worried about the quality of the things you're eating outside when it's super cheap. But on um, on a college stipend, you cannot afford um, groceries. So yeah, it's I really miss cooking, but it's so expensive. Yeah, can imagine. But do you have like good Italian restaurants? So we have the cheap pa pasta with ketchup kind of places, oh, no. but then we have like super high-end Italian restaurants. But but are they good? Like the high-end or are they? Oh, fake they are delicious. Okay, okay. Because they, they 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 cost a lot because they have to import everything from Italy. Oh wow! Yeah, then super expensive. Yeah. But damn, it's good. But okay. that is like one every six months kind of treat. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you you had to adjust to um, to a new culture, a new everything, uh, new education system, a new country, new continent, continent, and you also needed to adjust during a pandemic so like how how was it because like the first countries that started lockdowns and you know taking um preventive measures were asian countries how was it for you well um so taiwan actually never had a lockdown because um when there were the first sars that was in 2002 i guess um Taiwan, because of the dispute with China, not being part of the WHO, had no help. <clears throat> so in 
so it was a disaster for the country. After that, they created this very strict pandemic prevention protocol. Oh. Yeah, so actually they started uh, controlling people coming from China way before people started talking about COVID. Mm. So by the second week of January, they oh, were wow. already, like blocking people and then they immediately blocked flights from China in general. And yeah, basically we never had a lockdown. Um, we had, of course, uh, preventive measures like they initially closed churches because most of the COVID communities were Catholic communities. Um, Southeast, because like Filipinos, so mm -hmm. they had to close churches for that. They closed uh, clubs and for a little bit, but just like two or three weeks, wearing masks on public transportation and in public places. But it's not, it wasn't that bad compared to other countries. Even now, um, if you look at the total amount of people with COVID here, including people that are coming in and quarantining so that never make it into the country with the sickness, we're still less than 800, starting from January. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That, that's uh, way, way less than my, just my region. <laughs> in, uh, yeah. In I mean, we we had an infected person recently because a New Zealand pilot um, violated oh, yeah. rules. Yeah, I read that. Like, yeah, it was 251 days without no local infections. Wow, yeah, but that that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, well, still, like, what was the biggest challenge you had during the first, um, well, not real lockdown, but still, like, the the first preventive measures that they put in place? Like, maybe no hugs with your friends anymore? Uh, well, that did not happen either. <laughs> I mean, um, because most of my friends live in the same dormitory as me. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's easier, but it was mostly like trying to uh, manage the sort of like panic. Mm -hmm. um, like every time you get a cold, you're panic. Oh my God, do I have COVID? Um, but they're really nice about it. Um, we did not have problems with lack of tests or whatever. So uh, as soon as you like, get a little bit of a cold, they send to the doctor, they do x-rays. If your x-rays are not good, they like test, do the um, COVID test and it's fine. They have a hotline for preventions. And do you they, have to pay for it? No, or do you I, have, have, like, insurance? <clears throat> I have national health insurance. Okay, good. So Taiwan has, um, very good health insurance system um so if i go to university campus doctor is free oh okay it's still good yeah um the the biggest challenge was knowing that i couldn't be with my family i think yeah 
because of course I was worried for them. My my family's near to like we live on the border with Lombardy, mm-hmm. and my parent my parents both work in Lombardy, so it was the region with the worst uh, cases at the beginning. Yeah. And that was the biggest thing, but not here in Taiwan. And uh, well, how well you said that you had like um, little to no case until a couple of weeks ago with the um, pilot from New Zealand. But is there like the vaccine talk there? Because here, obviously, like of course, they started vaccinations in um, in the whole European Union. They started vaccinations in the United States and UK. Is there the vaccine talk there? Mm, yeah. Do you know anything about it? Yeah, so uh, the Ministry of Health recently stated that they are in the process of buying uh, 20 million vaccines, which is not bad because Taiwan, the Taiwan population is like 23 million. Oh, so wow. So basically the whole population at, in March. Um, it's not felt as urgently mm-hmm. because of the uh, systems they put in place. The situation is still pretty good. Even with the New Zealand case, now they closed major events, but um, it's not that urgent to get vaccines. Of course, for me, I want to get vaccines as soon as possible so I can go home and like safely. <laughs> Um, but I, I assume, like, in the European Union, it's felt more urgently. Well, yeah, I mean, um, it is felt uh, urgently, but, like, there there's a lot of skepticism towards the, the vaccine at the moment. But, I don't know, I mean, right now, we're also, like, not a priority. Because, like, I'm, I, I don't work, I'm not a frontline worker, so I have to still wait um, for, for some time before I get it, so. I mean, here the mentality is completely different from Italy, like, or, or the Western countries in general. There is no skepticism towards science. It's like the doctor gives you something, you take it. The government tells you to, like, get vaccine. You get vaccine, no one questions it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it, it, it has, like, its um, good sides and bad sides, you know, when, you know, you just accept something um yeah. I don't, like i don't know at least when it's about health i don't know i would be more inclined to you know listen to someone that is um a professional <laughs> and yeah. I, and uh for it yeah um so now like let's not talk about covid anymore let's talk about your uh, your life so where do you see yourself in the um, in the near future uh do you see yourself working in taiwan or asia in general kind of like you know, following your sister's steps? Or do you want to go back home or closer to home, like Italy or any other um, EU country? So that is a good question. Um, after I graduate, I like to stay here a little bit longer, um, just, you know, to study um, Mandarin, because now I'm not practicing it. it. I'm in an international community. We just use English. Um and then I like to stay here and work a little bit, but just because I like my sister is planning to having a child and I want to stay here. Oh, okay. 
but I I do want to go back to not necessarily Italy, but to Europe. Um, I mean, we're so lucky to have the European Union. I mean, I can go in any European country. Um, it would be easy for me. And I want, you know, to experience more of other European countries. Um, I like to honestly go to France yeah. after so, I come back. It's so nice. <laughs> I love France. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I've only been, I've been to France on vacation like so many times now. And um, okay, humble brag. Okay. I'm from from southern Italy for me it's so complicated to have vacations in France calm down (laughs) sorry I mean just it's a like four hour drive (laughs) I hate you (laughs) you know you love me anyway because I did study French in high school and now I'm not practicing like I I haven't been practicing for the past five years so, um, you know, I feel like doing going to France and trying to get back French, maybe do some work. But I miss, I miss the European feel, like walking down the streets, like full of old buildings and sitting in a bar. Not, not, that, not, not that I could do it now, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, now it's going to be hard. I mean, just getting out is going to be hard. The food, you have no idea, like cheese and cheese and like here everything is sweet oh really i thought everything will be spicy no taiwanese people don't handle spicy food then i need to go to taiwan because <laughs> like i like i don't know sometimes i felt that my uh roommate wanted to kill me because like she would always give me stuff that was like slightly spicy and it was too spicy for me <laughs> i don't know i'm terrible I- I've been I've been to mainland China as well, and that is the case. I had friends from like Sichuan, and they were like, "Oh, oh. this is just a little spicy," and I was dying. Yes. Here they're like, "Oh, be careful! It's spicy," and I eat it, and it's just <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and they, everything is like super sweet. Sausages are sweet. Everything is sweet. I miss like proper like salty food and nice desserts and cheese and wine too oh are you um are you red wine or uh, white wine don't say i do white wine Uh, oh my god basic (laughs) Um. (laughs) i hate that (laughs) red wine is is the the only only wine you're so rich now no, that's well. That's also like southern <laughs> uh, Italian, like red but, wine. Yeah, but I found I found white wine from my region, from my county, actually. Oh, really? Yes. In exactly. Taiwan, how much was it? Like ten thousand euros? <laughs> no, but a bottle that back home would be like four or five euros. Here is thirty. Well, yeah, basically you're paying for uh for shipping it. <laughs> you know, just yeah. For no, I mean, it's well, sad. I know, I know. Christmas, I went to an Italian restaurant and I paid 20 euros for half a bottle of Prosecco. And it was Christmas, though. It was Christmas. Yeah, it was Christmas. My mom That's paid fine. for it, so it's fine. Yeah, then, then it's great. Then it's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so uh, I think the interview uh, can be considered as, um, as over. Um, and it was very nice talking to you. 
I know that you have an exam, like you have a presentation, so I'm I'm really gonna let you go. <laughs> Thank you, my um, pleasure. I just want to ask you if you have anything you want to promote. Um, your Instagram, if you have a project, I don't know. If you want people to follow you, if you have TikTok, I don't know. <laughs> no. Um, oh God. No, I don't really. I I don't really have. Um, well, my Instagram is Francis Frizes, but you you can follow my life in Taiwan. That's mainly it. I like to post about differences about Italy and Taiwan sometimes. So, see you there. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna put your uh, the link to your Instagram on the description. So, um, thank you very much for this interview. It was very very interesting, and I really enjoyed talking to you. Of course. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we're gonna um, see each other on the next episode.